I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Jeremy here of Sick Boy Podcast of the Antica Podcast Network. And before we throw it to this week's episode, I've got a really, really, really big announcement that I am simultaneously super nervous and super excited to announce. Okay, here we go. Donovan, maybe you could add some like exciting announcement music right around here to kind of spruce this up. Sick Boy Podcast is doing something brand new. We've never done anything like this before. We want you, our listeners, to be the very first people to hear about it. And it is called the Sick Boy Wish Fund. Now, what is the Sick Boy Wish Fund, you ask? Well, essentially, we want to give one sicko a wish. Just like a, a children's kid's wish, except this time it's for an adult. 19 years plus. Um, and we want to give somebody who's living with an illness, the experience of a lifetime. So the way this works is we've started a little application process. If you want to apply, head on over to www.sickboypodcast.com slash wish. You can find all the details there. But essentially, we're going to open up submissions. Submission deadline is December 7th. And we're going to compile all of these applications and we're going to choose one, one recipient. And we're going to announce that recipient uh, on my 30th birthday. This is essentially uh, the gift that I want to give to myself for my birthday, which is the giving the gift of giving back. It, 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 you know what? Forget all that. It basically has to do with me fucking up my children's wish, and I just want to make up for it. Uh, so if you want to apply, you can do it right now over at sickboypodcast.com slash wish. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, also, just a little tidbit, we, uh, we are looking for video applications. There's a written application that is required, but video applications are, are also favored. So uh, you can get all those details over at the website. Please check it out. Please submit. Please apply. I want to know what your dreams are. And together, we want to give you that opportunity to live that experience. And having said all of that, on with the show. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Andrew. He has cerebral palsy. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah. oh, no. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. We're fucking cooking with gasoline. Oh, that's amazing. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, so, Andrew, first of all, you know what? This is how I want to start this is I feel um, I'm feeling really grateful that you were able to wheel your ass in here today uh, because we've tried we, we've you've applied to be on the podcast quite a while ago almost a year ago now and we've come to Toronto uh, since a year ago we've come to Toronto several times a few times and each time we wanted to record with you 
And each time we've come to Toronto, we've realized that our recording space is not accessible. Now, people might have heard me say, I'm glad you wheeled your ass in here. You didn't walk in. You, you came in on this, like, badass, futuristic, it's, motorized... No, no, no. It's a piece of shit. Let's, really? <laughs> oh, no. Let's, just, let's be real. It's, 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 the, it's a standard tilt chair. So, I mean, it's a nice wheelchair, but it's also a piece of shit. Right. It's like, a, a, do you say tilt chair? Yeah, so if I wanted to right now, I could lean back and have a sleep if I wanted to. Oh, okay. Um, that it just helps move the weight around and stuff. Do you, do you just nap in it sometimes? All the time. <laughs> it's the best. I, I don't know. You're saying that you can just lean back and take a nap in that thing. That seems pretty <laughs> futuristic it's to me. It's the C300. Is that the model? Is that the, the yeah. model I'm seeing? That's in the not, yeah, it's just, yeah. But it's not, but when you're a wheelchair user, like, tilt is pretty standard now. Okay, okay. So it's, 10 years ago, it would have been like, whoa, but now it's like, okay, yeah, what else can you do? It's kind of like yeah, those, exactly. it's kind of like the things from WALL-E, you know, that carry the I was thinking around. the exact same thing. And then they tilt back. And that's just, right. Like, like there's not a built-in the espresso machine on that thing. I wish there was. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the next level up. Except the difference between the uh, people on WALL-E and Andrew is that the people on Wally were just lazy. Lazy. Whereas AF. Andrew, why are you in this uh, automatic, uh, motorized uh, future power vehicle? That's a first of all, that's a loaded <laughs> moniker for what I mean. Um, I have three, I live with cerebral palsy, um, so I'm a non-ambulatory cerebral palsy person. Can you say that again? Non what? Non-ambulatory. Non, non, just mean, just means I can't walk. Okay. Non-ambulatory. Yeah. You, okay. I, I have a question right off the bat. Do are all people with cerebral palsy comedians? There's a, there's there's a fair <laughs> lot of us actually. Because because I feel like every person that I see with cerebral palsy is just like has like this amazing sense of humor and just tells like the funniest jokes. There's you know I can think of three people right now who have done stand up comedy in their chairs with CP. So it wouldn't really be stand-up comedy, would it? Though? I mean, <laughs> hey, O'Brien, look out! If we, if we want to He's call here it, all week, folks. <laughs> if we want to call it sit-down comedy, I guess we could. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, do you do stand-up? Do you have you done stand-up? I, it's not stand-up. Is like delivering a joke's not my like. I can't. I right. couldn't do that. But if I'm being sarcastic and just hanging out, yeah. then, then I then they'll fly. You're they'll fly. Yeah. If you like put me on stage and said deliver this, I couldn't. Yeah, do it. we <laughs> saw actually we saw a guy with cerebral palsy in Halifax. A yuck yucks. Uh, were, were, were either of you there with me? No, Ryan or Jeremy? no I was not. No. Um, I can't remember when it was. It's probably about a year and a half ago, and he totally killed it. And I loved because he used he 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 made a ton of jokes in relation to his cerebral He's palsy. He's on crutches, right? Yes, he's right. got, like, he's got the, like, the arm, That's the right. arm, the ones that attach to your arm. Right, I was and, there, yeah. And he, like Timmy from South Park. Yeah, and he really, I love, he really pushed the boundaries as to what people were comfortable laughing about mm-hmm. and it was really really awesome mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what i do that's i mean that's i love because i primarily work in sexuality and disability so i'm constantly pushing the boundaries of what people are comfortable with yeah yeah so you have it you have a podcast right i do yeah let's uh, let's give that shameless plug what's your right. podcast so my podcast is disability after dark the premier podcast shining light on sex and disability um yeah it's the only one right now Dealing specifically with sexuality and disability, the only one in the world that that focuses on that, which is like 
first of all, why is it the only one? Right. Second, yeah. like, thanks for. I'm glad that I that I jumped on that market really fast. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> it's up to twenty one thousand downloads right now. Hey, so great! That's awesome. Episode. So it's it's you know slowly getting up there. Yeah. But, it's a passion project of mine. I feel like uh, you are the perfect candidate, not only for Sick Boy, but also Turn Me On, which uh, for we my, my, my own <laughs> selfish little plug is my other podcast that I host with my sexy wife, uh, who's in town right now, but we actually don't have enough time to, to record episodes, but we're going to make next that time. happen next, next time we come. Um, so, okay, well, before we get too deep, because I know we're definitely going to, we, <laughs> we will definitely dive into the disability and sex and how all that works, but... Let's take it back. Are you born with CP? Um, Is that like a like? How, when did you get cerebral it's palsy? It's complicated because technically yes, but also no. It's brain damage at birth. Okay. So depending on always that that's like across well, the board. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor, so I think, but I think so. Okay. I think so. In my case, I was born three months early, so at six months I was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> um, and then I. And I was born in 84 when they didn't have, when like, they didn't understand a lot about CP and they didn't know what it was when I was first born. I wasn't diagnosed until I was one. Uh-huh. So, but everything I've read and everything I've learned about it from friends who I knew who have it, it's, it's brain damage at birth or shortly after birth. So right. Caused a, by anything in particular? Um, or? Just lack of oxygen to the brain. Right. If you're coming out three months early, you're probably underdeveloped. Yeah. You probably don't have... I didn't have enough oxygen. I was, you know, I was lucky enough to survive because I was read my last rites. I was ready to like go into the big white light, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck this!" Now I'm I'm gonna live. So, <laughs> I mean, there are pictures of me. My mom has told me there and show me. There's pictures of me in a little isolate pulling out wires from my that they put on me to be okay. Being like, "Nope, I'm good. I'll oh, figure wow. it out." Yeah. Jesus. So, so, but I mean. Feisty little fucker. I really was. So, but I, I'm I'm privileged <coughs> enough that like I can speak, I can think, I have, you know, reasoning skills. Because they told my mom when I was born, he's gonna be he, he's gonna be deaf, he's gonna be intellectually disabled, he's gonna have all these issues. Um, he won't be able to speak or talk or think. Right. So the fact that I do what I do, I mean, I don't want to come off and send all inspiration porn, but it is given what they thought at the time. Yeah, what I was, what I've been able to achieve, and many others in my position have been able to achieve, given all the stuff they didn't know in '84 when, right, when CP was kind of like not a new thing, but something we didn't, it didn't have much more unknown than yeah. today, right? <clears throat> so, what is the uh, like? What's it, so obviously there? It sounds like there's a, a pretty big range of how severely or how it can impact you, and like on an individual to um, yeah. individual basis. Yeah, that's right. So, like, it, like. It, from from you know the losing the ability to to walk all the way up to like severe intellectual disabilities as well. Yeah, it can go from I have a mild limp and you don't know what I have and you just right. see me limp and that's it. Or it can go to I can't think, I can't speak, I can't. My intellectual uh, age is about four. I mean, it really depends. Oh wow. wow! But there are also people who can't speak and who may look intellectually disabled and are totally 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 fine fine. yeah so my cousin uh who who actually passed away um uh he was in that situation he couldn't speak couldn't really communicate uh he had to use a like a a sort of automated machine to like to yeah exactly yeah and uh he 
he was he was so funny. He was such a character. But uh, but I know I know that he went through a lot of situations where people just assumed that he was uh, not intellectually sound or not yeah. there. But really, he he just he had full capacity of probably brilliant. And he, people didn't, yeah, 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 absolutely. There's a funny little story um, because he can't really communicate. Uh, how did this work? My aunt went to, he said he was thirsty. He wanted a drink. My aunt went to go give him a drink, but she grabbed, instead of grabbing his glass of water, she grabbed a glass that had uh, water in it, but it also had a fuckload of um, dish dish detergent in it. And she poured it into his mouth and bubbles just started like foaming out of his mouth. And he was like panicking. (laughs) He like couldn't, he was like, but he couldn't like communicate that like, Mom, you fucking you, idiot! Like right. that was my that that was the soap. Like he saw it coming, you know. He was like, "No, no, don't put He's that." Like, in I can't me. say anything. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he was a character. Um, do you do you run into a lot of uh, situations where people assume that you have yeah. an intellectual disability all the time? Anytime I go out, especially to the grocery store, it's always the little old lady in line being like, are you all right? Do you need help? Can I assist you? And it's like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm all right. My friend and I went last year to get groceries and I asked her to come with me because it was winter and I can't carry all the stuff. So I was like, can you just come? We'll, we'll make a day of it and we'll go shopping to the grocery store. So she said, okay. And um, we're in the grocery store. We're buying eggs. And I, I don't know why I remember it's eggs. We're getting me eggs, and she's she's helping me get them. We're we're laughing and talking. We're fully having a conversation with ourselves. <laughs> and the this little old lady walks up to both of us and says to her, "It's so nice you're helping him. Thank you so much." And I am sitting there quietly, and I like I know what's coming, so I just, <laughs> yeah, right. I just shut up. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna just be quiet and watch this play out." It's like for me, it's a, it's a game. Just see how far this will go. <laughs> so my friend says, "Excuse me." We're friends. I'm helping him, yes, but we're also, we're, it's all right. Like, he's getting eggs. I'm with him. We're okay. And she goes, you know, I used to help people like him. And, oh, wow. Oh, and yeah. it just kept going. I don't do it anymore. It's but, so but, but, but I could see how it would be kind of funny for you, though, because you could just, you, like, you know that your friends put into, like, a really awkward situation, yeah. but you can just kind of, like, sit back and, like, back and smile and, watch and like, not out. say anything and let it get, like, even more cringe. No, I mean, I pulled her out of there eventually because the poor woman just was going on about Jesus and going on about, like, oh, how yeah. I should be uh, saved. Uh, classic and, old lady moves. Yeah, <laughs> so I just, I mean, we, we, we like... We ran out of there pretty fast, and then we were angry, angry for a minute, and then we laughed about it. Cause, but that kind of stuff happens all the time, and, and sometimes when people think I'm intellectually disabled, I've played, I've played dumb to get stuff, to get Fuck yeah. free things, to get like <laughs> cookies from thing, to get people to give me like a, a loony or toonie when I was younger. I knew I played all those games because I was like, if you're gonna be so dumb as to not think that I'm smart, I'm gonna manipulate the fuck out of you yeah, and get right. what I want. Yeah. So coming back to your early years, you know, you were you were one years old. You get diagnosed, um, yep. and the, it's assumed that you're you're gonna be, you know, deaf, uh, m- mute, or, you know, intellectually not yeah. there. Um, what, like, do you remember? Do you know what your first word was? I have no idea. Uh, do, do you, you remember? Do you, is that the question you just asked? Well, do you I guess what, I guess was? I should have said. Do you do you recall what someone told you your first word was? <laughs> you fucking idiot, Taylor. You asshole. Wow. Do you remember? Um, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you do you have like do you have any sort of have you ever talked to your mom about like what that process was for her in terms of realizing that like oh Andrew I'm going to be able to have conversations <sighs> with Andrew. 
we actually did a documentary for the work I do around sex and disability with the National Film Board. Not to plug it, but we did. Oh, one cool! Last I don't year. plug it. What's it called? Uh, picture this, and we did we did a whole year long doc with them, which is just going around festivals right now. Um, oh, sweet! It's called Picture This. Yeah, and it's about basically the work I do around sexuality and disability. And mm-hmm. so one of the interviews was, was with my mom, and we were talking about it. And I'm not sure if this part made the this part might have made the film, but she said, you know, whenever Andrew was a kid, I had to be really strong for him and not show how scared I was and not, I couldn't, I couldn't mourn the fact that this kid can't do all these things that I was expecting him to do. Mm-hmm. So she would be really hard on me and tell me to go, tell me to do exercise or do something to be, to stay strong or to, to do the thing and tell me to be, to go ahead and do it. And then she'd go back in her room and mm. cry because it, she didn't know how to process that. Right. And she said, you know, she said, I mourned his disability until the time he was 10, and then I realized that it's not going to change. It's so, not, yeah, right. Like, so there is, we did go through, like, we did go through a really, I don't want to say rough time, but we were not, we, we've never been overly rich. We've never had a lot of money. Right. So, but my mom was like, I'm going to do everything to make sure Andrew's included. So when I was younger, they built a house for me. They, you know, they did, my family did as much as we could, like a, you, mean, you mean, like a more accessible house, like a house that was. We bought land. My family bought land outside of Toronto, um, <coughs> forty-five minutes north outside of Toronto, and literally bought land and said, "Okay, we're going to build a bungalow." Because oh, wow. Andrew can't, and we had like she's told the story a few times. She had no money. She had like she had to you know beg and plead and ask. Mm. But we they built a house so that I could be. Part of the family, and so and, and ha- instead of getting a, house, a renting a house with stairs that I couldn't access, mm. she was like, "No, we're going to build a bungalow so Andrew can, can be." Was it was it just you and your mom? It was me, and my mom, my sister, and then my two brothers. Okay, and my stepdad. So there was okay. There was a whole a whole of family, us. right? Yeah. So cerebral palsy isn't it? Isn't uh, genetic? Is it? No, it's, it's so it's just a, like a lack of oxygen. It's just a yeah. It's a lack of oxygen at birth, and like there's there's no gene for it. Mm. I don't. And right, is okay. it did is it degenerative? Like were, like were you always confined to a wheelchair, or when you were younger, could you move more? I'm gonna I'm gonna strike you on that language. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Confined to wheelchairs, super not. <laughs> A little bit ableisty, so right. Okay, no, yeah, hit hit us with that. So like this maybe, is this is important. So like cool. maybe. I would refer to myself as a wheelchair user. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm confined because I can get out of the chair. Okay. So right. not, when people say you're confined, that I find that language really problematic. It's like you're fucking built into it. Yeah. yeah because right. I'm not. I'm not a transformer. I can get out of my chair. Yeah. So I mean, as much as I want to be a transformer. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously. The next time you you're working with a wheelchair user, you have an interview with a wheelchair user. I would. I would recommend using wheelchair user as your as opposed to as, being confined yeah. to yeah, and that, again, which totally makes sense. Just because somebody might hear you say that, knowing you mean totally well, and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I, I, how do I respond to this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, this is great. Like, this is the language yeah. that, like, and I know for sure, ninety-five percent of the people that heard me say that 
it wouldn't have it wouldn't even have registered in their mind that there was something about that no. that would sit wrong with someone. Absolutely. No. I would have said the same thing. Exactly. Because right? it's the language that we've been taught around disabilities right. to yeah. be confined yeah. or wheelchair bound or all that stuff. Right. Right. So, right. so have you always used a wheelchair or have you progressed? No, Did you progress I, I, over time. Well, I mean, I would, I would, I thought initially when I was younger that my disability was not d- degenerative, but I'm starting to think it might be a little bit in the sense that like, Last year, I lost the ability to pee by myself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, things have changed in my body over the last, I want to say, 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting. Things like losing me, yeah, losing the ability to pee was a big one. Yeah, pee, using a catheter. Know. Yeah, which is so not fun. And something that I, I don't imagine. wish on anybody ever. I had a catheter, like, uh, it, a little, I think a little bit of a different catheter than you would use, like, for for everyday use, but yeah. uh, just recently I went in for surgery, like uh, so, yeah, less than a month ago. The Foley one that they it put was in a there, big fucker. Uh, yeah, Dude. and they pulled that shit no. out, and it was like we're gonna explore that again, man. I quiffed, Dude. I queefed out of my dick. <laughs> it was crazy. I pulled, they pulled it out, and my dick just went <laughs> with like dry air. <laughs> oh god, oh, damn it, Dude. god, it yeah. hurts. No, well, definitely not the same one. <laughs> okay, great. That, but I but I have had it recently. Jesus, dude. Um, and you know, but that kind of that kind of stuff, like losing the ability to pee, yeah, not to be super over graphic, but also losing the ability to masturbate because my muscles have you know, my muscles are tight. So I've been doing that like every everybody does when they're eleven up to you know. Can't masturbate because you can't get hard, or can't masturbate because oh, I can get hard. Okay, yeah, um, I was gonna say, I was like Andrew Gerza, the sex disability I, expert. He's, he better get hard. I can get hard, but if I couldn't, it would be okay too. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I'm losing the ability because my the muscles in my hands like, get tight. And okay, so the, okay. The motion that you would use to do so. So the roundabout answer to your question is no. I didn't think it was degenerative, mm-hmm. but now I sort of do. Right. And when you're an adult with CP, <laughs> like there's a lot of childhood research, there's mm. a lot of childhood studies, there's a lot of childhood medicine that goes into this disability. When you age out of the childhood system at 18, you go into, if you need medical care and you say you have CP, the doctors don't look into it any further and they assume that everything is a result of your CP. Mm. So when I, when huh. I Interesting. started seeing the doctors and saying, like, hey, I can't anymore can we talk about how that's weird they were like oh no it's just your cp and, and you're like but maybe right. it's not maybe we can fix yeah. it and i was like could we talk about that because i'd like to urinate by myself like that'd be right. really sweet and they've still it's been over a year now and they're like no it's your cp just do a catheter i'm like well, hmm. but what if i didn't is there a way yeah, yeah so there is no way to sort of reverse that unless or? i you know decided on surgery which i was like well that's right. you know i don't i would rather not it's a lot um so <laughs> we're but i the, the, i do i am very curious to know if you were if you were uh, a wheelchair user when you were a young child. Yes. Okay. I had my first, there's a picture of me when I was four in a big behemoth, like 1980s, 1988, like huge <laughs> right, 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 right. And so, yeah, I've been a, a wheelchair user. Um, I had a walker once, but it wasn't, it was just more for like strength training. It wasn't, it sure. wasn't to like Andrews every day. Um, right. I, I'm really curious to, and to kind of like, Piggyback on that that point about the language, um, you mentioned that confined is is obviously it has its negative connotation. Um, what about what's dis- the positive connotation to confined? No, no. Um, the, the question is 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 it like like 
Confined does have a negative connotation. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm, I'm playing with you. Like, is there a positive connotation to the word confined? Yeah, 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 right. No, no. I don't think there is. So, so, but the question is, 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 do you, are you okay with the word disabled? Yes. Disabled I like. Words like, what word? Words like broken. <laughs> I mean, because I, I feel like I, I don't know, but I feel like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> That's one you should probably not use for anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but word, I'm trying words like handy capable, words like um, differently abled. Mm. For me personally, those are not words I would use. However, I have friends in the community who do disability activism and who prefer those words. So much like how we're when we deal with somebody who is non-binary or tra- transgender, we're starting to ask, like, hey, what's your pronoun? Right. I think we should also be asking disabled people, hey, what, how would you like to be identified? Like, what kind of language do you, do you want? Think, like, do you think do you that's a thing that has to, like, actively be done? Or is it something that we should be okay having a conversation around if something comes up that they're not, that the person is not I think it should be. Okay with? I, th- I mean, this kind of activism where we start asking people their pronouns, even if it's a healthy... I think it's a great thing, but it is awkward to be like, hey, so my pronoun is ma, what's yours? It's it's weird yeah. to put that into practice initially. Mm-hmm. Once you start doing it, though, it becomes second nature. Second nature. So if, the same with disability. If you were like, hey, I, hey, so I see you're disabled, or you've, you've meant, or if you're invisibly disabled, you can say, like, hey, you mentioned you have a disability. How would you like me to to address that or would you because mm-hmm. some people might say I don't want you to address that I'm disabled or some mm-hmm. people might so it all depends on the person it's a very personal choice mm-hmm. um, but words like differently able handy capable or like for me they make me cringe because I'm like why can't you address the fact that you are disabled and it isn't just a disability it's a being disabled just like being a person of color or being queer it's, it's a cultural thing and there's mm-hmm. a lot of for me, there's a lot of culture and pride in the fact that I am a disabled person doing what I do, mm-hmm. being, you know, being out in the world. And to say, to minimize that, differently abled is like what? You're going to you're gonna attach it to, to, to the chance that I could be able-bodied, but I'm not? Right. Handicapable is what? Like, like you're giving, you're taking power over, over like, because disabled... Uh, disabled is, means, I mean, if you like look at it like, okay, I'm going to disable the function on my computer or something like that. It's like you're take you're kind of taking something away. It usually has a negative. It, it seems like the word is, is negatively charged. It doesn't feel like you kind of like taking power over that. It's like, it's, I am disabled, but I do, I, I, I have achieved this and I do this. So it's like, you're taking power back over that word or. I mean, it's, it's <clears> just <throat> a simple word. I mean, it's not so much power for me. It used to be about empowerment, but it's now it's like, it is what it is. Why am I going to show? I'm not going to sugarcoat or hide it or hype it up. It mm. is what it is. Like the words that I, that I like to play with for my label are queer cripple, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I have a shirt. I have a hat actually behind me that says disabled daddy, which, Oh yeah. Which is like, you know, just, just, and it's playing with that stuff and saying like, yeah. there can be humor in this, in mm-hmm. like, especially cause I work in sexuality and disability. It's such a, when people talk about it, they get all nervous and shy and awkward because it's mm-hmm. sex yeah. and it's disability. So I am very brash about it because I'm like, we need to we need to talk about this. We need to find ways to laugh about it together. Mm-hmm. So hashtags like disability after dark or disabled daddy or bear in a chair, things that I've made up. Bear in a chair. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Things this that I get on. so good. I like that. Like things that I've just played with because it's fun and yeah. it makes it. 
brings people's guard down to yeah, right. a level where they can talk about it too. Well, I I mean, I have to say that I I really appreciate the way that you like corrected me like whatever it was 10 minutes ago in the in the use of saying like confined to a wheelchair because you you did it in a way that was that was very blunt, very immediate uh, yet also very inviting to be like, "Hey, just going to like just going to just going to call you out on this and inform you um, that's actually not like not okay. And here are some like options that you can use instead. Um, instead of like getting f- yeah, super getting pissed. like fired up or something. Because I, I it's it's my own ignorance. It, yeah. But it, but it, my own ignorance doesn't doesn't signify the like doesn't, doesn't mean negate that I, the fact that doesn't mean that I'm I'm um, doesn't mean that I'm a piece of shit. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that I don't no. care. Yeah. It just means that I, I have I you haven't been educated. I haven't, yeah. I haven't reached that point in my life where I've realized that there's a difference. Yeah, the and definition I, and of ignorance, I, you know. And I mean, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm really happy to be able to do that. I also think, though, that it's really difficult for some, like, sometimes disabled people don't want to do that. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes hard to call that out. Exactly. There are totally. moments where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fix your ableism. Yeah, better. Like, yeah. And I mean, I did because we're <laughs> really cool and... I know, like lots of people that are listening to this, and so I have a responsibility in what I do. Yes, to to correct that for you, and also you have like we we have, we have a mutual responsibility to to the listening audience right now to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I didn't, everybody would be listening to my podcast going, "Wait, he does all this work on sex and disability." Yeah, right. And he didn't tell these three guys to not say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's funny because like I I always <clears throat> like I have this this natural like desire to want to be empathetic in situations and try to find a way to relate. And while I can't relate to, I'm to so you, ready to hear this story. So, well, I, I'm an identical twin and, uh, I grew up where oftentimes people would come up to me and say, Hey Dennis. And they would call me Dennis. And I would feel this, like this, like want and desire to correct them and say, I'm not Dennis, I'm Brian. But sometimes I would be too embarrassed to say anything about it. Yeah. And I can imagine that that's what it kind of would feel like to be to to be called something that you're not or, or to have a, a word used that you're not comfortable with with hearing and then wondering if you should step into that that discomfort and try to correct them or if you should just kind of play ignorant to it and not bother c- confronting it. Like for this I was definitely the minute I the minute you said it. I was yeah. like, all right, I got I have like, to do it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, Hold I, your horses, there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. But in some spaces, there are moments where I haven't because it is, and you have to also like gauge the person's intent. If exactly. They, yeah. If they're genuinely unaware and they're in a room full of people, I'm not going to be like, excuse me, if you could just, like, because yeah. that's awkward as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Can we draw attention yeah. to every to this to this thing that this person did? Does anybody want to look at this guy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. I think that disabled people have have a they don't have a responsibility. They have an opportunity to help people out yeah. when they want to. It can be super exhausting. Like today, that's the thing is like it takes energy. Like they, it sometimes takes, it takes energy. Like to not and not to you know, uh, well, just to 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 relate it from from my standpoint and with cystic fibrosis, the amount of times I've had people go, "Oh, do you 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 must have a real bad cold." Like, ooh, that's a nasty cough. You got a cold? Yeah. Or like, uh, you know, uh, like the smoker's cough thing. It's yeah. like the amount of times someone said that to me and I've gone. You got to lay off the darts. I've gone, yeah, it's, uh, just can't seem to kick it. Like The, the, the Marlboro. Like, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, or can't seem to kick it. It's been 
29 years. Yeah, it's been <laughs> my whole life. But then there's some times where I go, no, I'm going to fucking tell this person. Actually, no, I have a, I have a chronic lung disease. Um, but uh, anyway, but there is emotional know? labor attached to it. There there's is. A lot yeah, of, it takes like, a bit of effort. And sometimes <coughs> you just don't want to. You just don't want to. Just like, I don't want to do it. Like, especially <laughs> the times where it really annoys me. Again, not to be like super blue, but the times where it annoys me is when I'm trying to get on with the person and they say something ridiculous. And I'm like, oh. Should I go back to what I was doing with my mouth, or should I stop what I'm doing right. and like tell you that that was inappropriate? Don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's get into the nitty gritty of that stuff because, like, so I'm curious to know what. So you are you are uh, you're 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 a you're an avid um, frequent user of Grinder. I take it, uh, considering that when before we started this, you're like, "Well, I better turn off my Grinder <laughs> notifications." Actually, Scruff's my jam. Scruff. Oh yeah, okay. Scruff, Scruff. another app. It's, yeah, it's, it's an like app. The hotter, more like lumberjack, lumber yeah, sexual. Yeah, version. yeah. Okay. So that's which tells you the kind of dudes I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, those, I mean, hairy, like, those hairy motherfuckers you like, like Tay. I am all about it. Sorry, what'd you say, Bri? You like bears or you like otters? Yeah, or? Bear, there you go. Bears, otters. Bears and shit. Bears and shares. What are the rest of them? Bear, uh, <laughs> seals, I believe. Or is there, I don't seals? Think, I wolf, think I've heard wolf seals. Wolf, wolf pup is one, yeah. Yeah, wolf pup. pup. I've heard seal. Is seal one? I, I thought seal was I'm, one. Maybe seal and otter. I'm, I'm confusing seal like, with otter. I think people I think are lost now. I think some people <laughs> listening are lost. Yeah. Too. Like Brian's more of a seal and I'm we'll more of a bear. bring it back to gay male sex terms later. Yeah. Am I a seal or am I an otter? Well... I don't know. I have no idea. You're, you're, you're a twink with a dad bod. That's what you are. A twink with I don't a have dad a dad bod. bod. <laughs> you, you might have some dad bod. <laughs> uh, zing. <laughs> Gotta do our taxes. Oh, I don't want it. Dude, we have to do them. But I don't Dude, have you seen FreshBooks lately? No, I don't even know what that is, and I hate texting. They have an all-new version of their cloud accounting software for small business owners. It gives you the right tools to work smarter, become more organized, and we can get paid faster. I don't want tools. I don't want to be organized. I don't care about getting paid faster. Listen, dude, you're a trailblazing small business owner. If you could reclaim up to 192 hours of your precious time every year, would you? Maybe. Yeah, because you can with FreshBooks. I mean, think about this. We do ads on our show, and we invoice for those ads. I suppose. We can do professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds with FreshBooks. With two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. It's the best. Two clicks, that's it? Yeah, two clicks. And what's awesome is that you can take pictures of receipts on your phone using FreshBooks mobile app and make claiming your expenses a million times easier. You don't have to save any more receipts. How annoying are receipts? Okay, Taylor, I'm convinced. How do I do it? You can get a month-long unrestricted free trial with no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash sickboy and enter sickboy in the how did you hear about us section. Did you say freshbooks.com slash sickboy and enter sickboy in the how did you hear about us section? I said exactly that. That's actually word for word verbatim what I said. Then I guess that's what I'll do. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? 
I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh, man. Whew. Oh, Jer, what's up? Dude, I am exhausted. Why? Were you not, you're not sleeping well? No, I am not sleeping well at all. Dude, why not? What is your back sore? No, 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 no. I started doing this thing. I read this Huffington Post article, and I'm trying to get back to my animal roots, so I'm sleeping on a dog bed right now. You're sleeping on a dog bed? Yeah, I started off with wood chips in the corner, but that was real uncomfortable, so I just grabbed Bigby's bed. It's, I don't think it's working out. Dude, I... You know that there's a company called Casper that Dude. makes beds for your human engineering. Wait, Casper, not, you're not talking about that cute little uh, ghost movie from yeah. back in the... No, no, no. Casper Ghost is very cute, but I'm actually talking about a mattress company. It's one of the best and biggest mattress companies, actually. Right, but I'm trying to do the animalistic primal thing. It's kind of hip right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. dude. At Casper, mattresses are perfectly designed for humans, engineered to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Human bodies. Yeah. Casper mattresses provide all the support the human body needs in all the right places. Huh. So you can stop sleeping on dog beds and get a Casper. This doesn't sound too bad. What else do you got, Tay? With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Prices are affordable because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer from their website. Mm, no crooks involved. I like this. Order it online. It'll show right up to your door. There's free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. To get $50 towards any mattress, all you got to do is go over to casper.com slash sickboy and use promo code sickboy at checkout. Did you just say casper.com slash sickboy and use sickboy at checkout? I did. Well then, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I suppose there's nothing else to be said then, uh, Taylor. Uh, well, there, there actually is one more thing that we have to say, which is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-a-trial. You can sleep on it and then return it? For 100 days. If you're not happy with it, no hassle return. Dude, the uh, pet store wouldn't even let me do that with the dog bed. I know, because once you pee on something like a dog bed, they won't take it back. <laughs> so just a reminder, head over to casper.com slash sickboy and use promo code sickboy at checkout. That's promo code sickboy at checkout. But of course, terms and conditions apply. Hey, Bri, I just had an appointment with my surgeon, and she told me why I had that crazy bowel obstruction. Why was that? It's because all I've been eating for the last three years straight is sugary cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dude, that is insane. Why are you not on HelloFresh? What the hell is HelloFresh? HelloFresh is on a mission to bring cooking back into our lives. That's exactly what my surgeon said I needed. With real whole ingredients that are healthier, and you can feel good about them. I definitely don't feel good about eating cereal every day for everything. Well, they do all the shopping, planning, and deliver step-by-step -step recipes and their ingredients. Well, the whole reason why I was only eating the cereal is because I'm super lazy. And that way you can relax, enjoy all there's to love about cooking. I do love relaxing. They plan, they shop, you cook. Go to HelloFresh.ca and use code SICKBOY50 to get 50% off your first box. Was that SICKBOY50? That's SICKBOY50 at HelloFresh.ca. So you are a you are a gay a gay male who is uh, 
who is advocating for sex uh, and and disability. So like, it, I'm I feel like if someone, uh, I feel like it wouldn't be uncommon for someone to look at you and think, "Geez, I wonder, I wonder, like if they have the ability to have sex." Like, yeah. like, how can someone who is and and I'm saying this from the person who doesn't know the difference. How can someone who's confined to a wheelchair have sex with someone? I I don't know. I don't know how First it works. Of all, I like that you brought it back. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The callback to confined. Awesome. That's right. Um, yeah, that's like the second question that I get from people all the time. Yeah. and so <laughs> I, I'll say that it's different. It sex and disability is not ever going to look like how. An able-bodied person assumes it will, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you make it work, and it, it does take a lot of communication. And on those apps, I find that people don't want to communicate; they want to like meet up and fuck. And so, like, yeah, what's up? Let's like, fuck. That's cool, but with disability, that doesn't. That's not always realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've asked me like super inappropriate questions, like, "So can you get direction? Um, so like, how does your dick work?" And so. He, Wading through all of that, as pain, as annoying and as like ignorant as those questions are, because well, you wouldn't ask an, an able-bodied person that, right? You wouldn't like. And what makes you think I'm going to tell you? Like, I ha- we've not met, and you've messed me in an app twice. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm going to tell you my dick works. Like, what? Like, why would you ask that? Mm-hmm. But I think also like their question is just a lack of knowledge, right? And a lack of because we don't see we all. In able-bodied society, we really don't see disabled people as people. We pretend we do all the time. We say, oh, yeah, they deserve this. They deserve human rights. Of course they do. Blah, blah. They're equal. That's a really nice, clean way of, like, everybody deserves a spot. Blah, blah. But if you really look at, like, the way we treat our disabled people in in Canada, especially with social services and things like that, and the way, like, how underfunded they are and how underfunded, like, housing is and care stuff and all the things that that able-bodied people take for granted, we really don't care enough about our disabled community. We really, we want to think we do, but when it gets down to like putting our money where our mouth is and providing things that they need, we don't. So Mm. when it comes to sex, we are, quote, you know, subhuman. We're not, we're... It's like we're a different species. People and people approach it that way. Like, hey, so does your penis work? Or like, hey, do you can you get off? Or like, how can I fuck you? Or like, mm. is it is it hard to um, like when you're using apps? Like, uh, I, I know I I know Grinder a little bit. Um, I don't. What was like, it? You really yes, yes, you do, Taylor. Yes, you do. Your, <laughs> your Grinder name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's, uh, what's your handle? Uh, Tay the Bear. Yeah, Tay the Bear. Tay the Bear. <laughs> Uh, to the bear ninety nine. No, dude, you um, be a wolf. You be a wolf pup. I think. I don't really know. I don't yeah, know. You're just, you're, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know. Like you're the, far too small to be a bear. I don't know the. Bullet he's points. hairy as fuck though. Well, like I'm lift hairy. up that shirt. Lift got, up that shirt. I got a lot of hair going he's on. A hairy well, little, okay. He's a hairy little. No, 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 no. You'd be based on what I just saw. You'd probably be an otter. An otter. There you go. Otter, okay. Yeah, there you go. I don't really know. I don't know what's attached to these. Attached to these terms. You're a bit like. Husky. I'm, I'm burly, muscular, big burly. muscular. Yeah, so, big guy, big so, like burly know, dude with hair. Yeah, so you're not, you're definitely an otter. You're not, you're, you're far too slender to be. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slight. Taylor's I'm pretty got slight. More of a dad bod than me, though. Dude, what are you talking about, dude? No, I'm I, a, I've already decided. This. You, I've already decided. <laughs> I've already decided. Taylor weighs this. more than me, though. Uh, I do weigh it's more. It's not about weight, man. It's not about weight, dude. It's about shape, dude. Check out my legs, bro. 
Like they're just like they're just tree trunks. It's a, a slight upper We're gonna body. Have to, you're gonna have to do a little disclaimer at the beginning. And be like, these are the terms we use. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The glossary Here's at the top. What you so, but the question was, or what I'm what I'm curious about is when you said like the communication thing. Like it takes a lot of communication because yeah. it doesn't look the same as as the way that I would have sex or the way that Jeremy or Brian would have sex. So, do you find it difficult to to how do you how do you go about using an app that is Predominantly, and and what from what I have seen, used to hook up quickly and efficiently. How, is it tough to have that communication or well, to build that communication? I'm gonna just turn on my app right now yeah. and show you what my app says. Yeah, let's do that. I want to know what your profile says. <laughs> like, I want to know what your like you're when gonna, someone sees Andrew. When you see what I want to see, what the photo is, and I want to see vo- what they read. I want to hear your description to the audience of what my. Photo uh, yes, oh, perfect. I'm so is. fucking. That's what I'm ready for because I'm so I know what excited it says. for this. I'm just waiting for Apple to like figure things out. You were smart. You turn off your phone. The three of us just like have our phones just like you know, dinging off in the fucking background. Are we supposed to be professional podcasters? Yeah, yeah, we are, but uh, we aren't. We are, but we aren't. Your yeah, phone's at one percent. Oh, okay. your phone's at one percent. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm opening up the scruff, and I will open my profile. And pass it around to you. Yeah, I'm once. really excited for this. It's fascinating to watch you handle your phone, Andrew. So you're, you're you're pumping in the the Wi-Fi password. You should see what else I can handle with my hands. Yeah, <laughs> Just in case. I bet. Let's see you it. Dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scruff. I, I, I opened it up. I'm fucking commandeering the shit. So nice. what's it called? Uh, Scruff? Uh, I've actually never been. I've, I've seen Scruff used, but I haven't used it. Look at these sexy boys. Right. All right. Now, online now, these are a bunch of the guys that are probably nearby. Send them a message. Guys near Toronto. Look at these. Look at these beasts. Beast. Jeez, actually, I have a hat that says beast. Oh, my God. Look at that guy. Most woofed. Ooh, new guys. Math. Most What's woofed. Up? Oh, yeah. What's woofed? What is woofed up? Woofed is like a, if you're fucking a dude. <laughs> Yo, guys, I would do real well on this app, I think. All right, so. <laughs> so, my. So. How do I get to your profile? Do I hit the uh, cog? The little, at the hit top? the little cog. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is it. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Oh, you got the disabled daddy hat on. Uh, you've got a big, thick ass chain with a. Uh, that looks like a. It looks a, like, like a cock a, ring. A cock it's ring or a septum not, piercing ring. I don't know. I just liked it. Your your nickname? Oh my god, this is the best. Disabled dick. <laughs> well, no wonder they're asking if your dick works, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're called disabled dick. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty three years old, single, white, six foot, one hundred fifty nine pounds, hairy. Fuck yeah! All right. So do you have a? Do you have like a? Oh, here we go. All right. So are you cool with me reading this? Yeah, go ahead. All right, sweet. I am. Bear, muscle, geek, queer, guy next door. Oh, that's cute. I like that. I'm into bears, geeks, and daddies. Uh, I know some people that are into daddies as well. My number um, is I am <laughs> <laughs> open to friendships, relationships, random play, NSA dates, my sex preferences and safety practices. What's NSA? Versatile condoms. No. Very good. No strings attached. No strings right, attached. Right. What I do, I am the sexiest queer cripple you will ever meet. I advocate for people with disabilities in the queer community. I don't have a perfect body, and I don't want one. Fuck yeah. That is why I use hashtag bear in a chair. I am also a disabled daddy and new puppy. 
I am a freelance blogger, presenter, and podcaster. I'm looking for cool people to get to know and see what happens. Looking for FWB, LTR, and all in between. What's FWB? Friends Benefits. Oh, yeah, okay. And then LTR? Long-term relationship. Okay, you're looking for it all. Um, what I'm looking for, date Not sex. Not so much I, long-term relationship anymore, actually. Though. Okay. We'll yeah, we're going to have to clean that. up that profile. Um, <laughs> I want someone I can actually get to know and to get naked with on a regular basis. I want to explore my sexuality with someone and have fun doing that. I want to go on dates and meet real men who want to explore disability with me. See, this is like, vulnerability is really hot. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. This is great. Dude, you got to, oh my God, you got a real, like... I laid shit out. You'd lay it all out mm-hmm. there, which is great. So, okay, you've got all this laid out. Yeah. Let's say let's let's do let's uh, uh, do a little hypothetical here. Yep. Uh, you go you go back to your app, and it's like who's nearby? And Iron Bull is very <laughs> close by. So you click yeah, Iron let's Bull. Let's see if we can get Iron Bull to come up. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I was just catfish one of these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Iron Bull says. Uh, Hey, what's up? I like this disabled daddy thing. Um, and things go, explain to me what it, what it looks like when things go really well for you. On when things gr- go really well, it's terrifying because I, when things go really well, what it looks like is, what it looks like is they're, they're almost too comfortable with the disability. They're almost like, yeah, it's no big deal. And then I get freaked out because I'm like, why aren't you? Because you're like yeah, wondering you're why, like, why, why aren't you fucking freaked why out? Why are you so comfortable with this? Why isn't it terrifying for you? What, like, why haven't you said a horribly ableist thing yet? Like what? I don't. Right. So, but when it goes really <laughs> well, like. <sighs> Do you get fetishized? Sometimes, but I'm. Yes. <laughs> but I'm okay with but, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sort of am because like, yeah. because look. Like my hat says disabled daddy and my profile is a disabled dick. Like Yeah, you put it out there. I'm that's... playing with all of that because and it's partially that to protect myself from being hurt. If I put it out there mm. first, right. I've already done it. You mm-hmm. can't do it. I've done it already. So but it, when things go really well, it's like I'll only know if they go well if you come back for more. If I don't if I don't see you again, which is typically what happens in the queer male community, is like mm. I'll fuck you and then I'll leave. Like that's all well and good, but I like I haven't had a lot of repeat business, I guess. Right, okay. Um, which is really frustrating because I have to teach this person about my disability, have to show them how to get me naked. It's a whole process. Show them how to do have the sex, have to do all that, and then it's like, okay, bye, I'll see you later, and I'll never see you again. It's like, well, why did I... It's like a lot of... It's a, lot, it's a big Ooh. investment. It's a, yeah, there's Ooh. a lot of emotional labor into doing that that is really, that is really stressful and really kind of like... For not if they disappear and I don't see them again. Right. Yeah. Well, you you have to be really vulnerable in that situation too because you're you're explaining to them how to explore your body with with them. and also like, trying to be hot while doing it. Like yeah, right. Trying to be like it's like I could talk to you about the disabled body in a very medicalized way, mm-hmm. or I could be like let's talk about you know I could do a really sexy thing about it, but that's or I could get you all hot and bothered about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean that's really hard to do if you don't if yeah. they're not going to return. Which is you know it's that's one of those things that we take for granted because like for for example if I uh, tonight like met someone took them home there's there is there is communication but it's communication that's. That's much more different and much easier than what you have to go through. This communication sometimes doesn't even need words. It can just be body language and like yeah. and 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 just feel and touch and like 
and you know like like slight noises and things like that whereas with you, it's very grunting. descriptive. Yeah, grunting and 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 huffing and puffing. Oh no, wait, um, grunting is my. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm fucking sure Lots there of is. Grunting. Uh, but for you, it's it's much more. It is it is this like almost workshop. You know, like it's very. There's a lot that has yeah, to go I think into the it. Fucking Andrew workshop hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fucking Andrew workshop. How, okay, walk me through that. What is the fucking Andrew workshop like? What does that? What does sex look like for you? It's, okay. Are you? Do you bottom, or or or, or do you? Or are you exclusively like? A- I would love to bottom. I haven't yet. <clears throat> it's something that I really want to try because it, I feel like as a queer man, that's kind of like a, I feel like it's the right of passage, right of passage. That, a lot of like, yeah, right. that a lot of queer men have done that I yeah. haven't had the experience to try yet because partially because I've never tried it and partially because of two reasons. One, I can't clean myself. So right. like it's a uh, little harder. How the fuck do you explain to like a one night stand, hey, do you want to just douche my ass out before like that's not a sexy thing to <laughs> Yeah. And so like Well some it, uh, not a sexy thing for some. You probably find you can but definitely there's find someone. someone out there. All right, so ninety nine. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, this we're just gonna timestamp this se- this this section right now for you, so that you can just play it for the guys just that come over, right, or yeah. like give them a preview so they can just <laughs> yeah, show yeah. up and know yeah. what to do. So, I mean, it looks it looks like a lot of conversation beforehand. I try to do what I say, what I call storyboarding my sex with a lover beforehand so I've walked nice. them through like what do, I, what, do I, what do I want to do what do you want to do what can I actually do versus what I want to do and then there's like coming over and they have to do the taking off the shirt they have to do like getting me undressed they have to help me get in bed we're using my sexy sling that I have mm. like the, it's it's a lot of work on an able-bodied partner because I can't I literally can't do a lot for myself mm-hmm in terms of ability, like body movement and stuff, once I'm in bed, the only position I can maintain, aside from a rock hard erection, is <laughs> again, if I couldn't have an erection, that would be okay too, but I can't. So, um, the position that I can get into is what I refer to as the dead turtle position, which means that I'm on my back and I can't move. Oh, yeah, right. Um, yes, yeah. So, also the, known as starfish or. Just taking a real good long nap a good on long, your back. Yeah. yeah. So like that's the position I can do. So again, even even when that's happening, my able body partner has to has to find the positions. Yeah, straddle and figure yeah. out how it works. And so like that part of me feels sad about that because I would like to be able to thrust and like and or yeah, grab from behind thrust and, and yeah, like do yeah. all those things. I mean I'm a yeah I joke with some, some people that I'm a human dildo because I was gonna say do you feel just like a Sibian like <laughs> Yeah like, like a, pretty much she's just uh, just a seat and And I'm like I'm alright I can I can play with that. But again there is this idea that especially in queer male culture that if you're gonna if you're gonna fuck it has to be like you have to be able. You have to yeah. be and I mean not just in queer male culture, just generally around disability, there's there's an expectant expectation of dis- of like ability mm. that I can't access so it's explaining to a partner like I can get you off but it's going to take more time and it's going to not look like what you were expecting it to look like yeah mm-hmm. and now okay so date's going real well and awesome. uh, um, what was his name Iron Bull yeah. Yeah. Iron Bull was like fuck yeah this was great took your shirt off took your pants off slinged your ass into that bed you went into the dead turtle position. He got on top. 
he 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 fucked you real good, really. I mean, like, I guess you are fucking him, but he's he's pull, he's he's calling the shots well, and yeah. making the moves. He's riding the fuck out of your dick. Now, now, do you like in those situations afterwards? Are your are, because I feel like this is such a such a specific experience, right? For for them as well as for you, for everybody, for everybody. Do you do you get feedback that like it's that it was kind of like. Yeah, that was that was really cool, or like that was really unique for me, or I mean, I've never really I've, done that. I've gotten that, but but again, my own internalized ableism will kick in once I hear that, right? And if they're like, "Oh, it's great," I'm like, "Was it really though?" Like, no, sure. They're yeah. like, "Wow!" Like, you mean like, "Oh, wow!" I re- I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, well, right." I mean, never like that, but like, "Wow, that was awesome!" And I'm always like, "Are you are you being real? Are you just saying that because I'm?" It's your negative right. self talk kicking yeah. in because yeah. so, of your situation. Like, I, I I would love for a lover to be like, "Actually, this part wasn't that great," and here's what like. I would love that feedback because mm. it would it would give me like okay maybe like let's try this let's you know. feedback in the bedroom is so important and it's I great. don't yeah. I don't think enough disabled people get feedback because yeah. the fact that they've had sex at all is supposed to be this like wow you did it and it's like yeah. oh, but what if right. I, what if I sucked like what if I remember one time going down on someone and it was a it, it wasn't it was kind of a one night stand it was a very casual we hooked up a few times kind of thing and I remember going down on her. And, uh, the whole time she was very, very overtly being like, this is the best. This is the best thing I've ever felt in my life. This is, you're so good. And the whole time I was going, no, yeah, I can't be this good. Like, dude, I know like I've got some skills with my face, but like, it's a turn off. This is way too, you got to turn that down. I, and I don't even know if that was negative self-talk. I think it was just like, it was just a general turn off. It was too much. It's like what we were talking about earlier when we're like, when you get a compliment yeah, and you're like, oh, thank you. And then they keep complimenting you. And then, you know, after a while, it's like, well, I I don't have anything else to say, but thank you. So like someone doing that and being so over the top, like, Responsive to but you sexually, it, and you're I, like, oh, did, okay, give it a rest. But then part of me did what, like, afterwards, I did go, well, maybe that was that, like, amazing for her. I don't know, like, who am I to say? But have you but, faced that where you've gone, okay, come on, you're put, you're, you're, you're like, this on. is a little much. Your 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 enthusiasm is. I mean, I, I never I never say to the person because if you if you like if you want, oh, I definitely didn't say that to her. Yeah. That would have been horrible. If you want to like <laughs> yeah. perform like that, great. yeah. But like, there's no camera here. We're not shooting a porn, yeah. right? Yeah. But we could be shooting a porn. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody produces porn anywhere, hi, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> would you do porn? I really, I would. I'd love to do porn, but it would have to be done in like tastefully. Like, art house porn is what yeah. I would do. Like. Not some, not some like cheap camera. Like, yeah, I feel like there. I feel like there would be yeah. I, the, the the porn and uh, disabled people. It strikes me as something that could, that could be exploited in a really negative way. Oh yeah, way. but look, I'm there's a market for I'm it. I'm exploiting myself already. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I'm fully aware of the jokes and of the the dangers and all that bullshit. I'm aware of all of that, but I'm giving it to you first, saying I know that already. Mm. I know that somebody's gonna fetishize the fuck out of this. Yeah, let's just go with it, mm-hmm. dude. I, I find that really admirable because you're you're like taking this proactive approach to like take out the po- take away the power Plus, that that people have over you in that situation. And do you find that that's that that has helped you, or in what ways has that helped you to like emotionally deal with the fact that you live with cerebral palsy? I mean, 
it just it's easier to be like to let's to to make a joke about it and it's easier to play with it and to make i love shocking people like i love mm. making them a little bit uncomfortable because it means i've done my job like i like my whole podcast is me making an audience uncomfortable for an hour about yeah. sex and disability or disabled people who have listened have said like wow i heard myself i heard you know my story like thanks for thanks for putting that out there or like wow i didn't realize that and so but i to, to i think to follow the status quo of like i'm disabled and i can do whatever you can do that's just not true that's just not that mm-hmm. just isn't a reality and so when people say that to me it's like well no you're wrong i can't do this i can't do this like we need to start talking about disability in terminology that is realistic mm. and we don't tend to do that when when it's disability it tends to be you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it and that's very nice but it's wrong any disabled person will tell you that's just not true yeah, yeah it's very wrong yeah you, you, i can do anything you can do but i can't go into that shop on queen street west because there's a fucking giant gap yeah there's a huge stair or so, i'll be 20 minutes late well, because the disabled bus decided to be like yeah so there's all these things that i can't do and i think disabled people the disabled community also needs to start admitting that to themselves yeah there's so many disability campaigns that don't use the word disability they use the word accessibility and it's like well that's great good for you but can we not just use the word yeah. can we not just say the word like disabled or disability or use disability in your marketing that's why my marketing is disability after dark like everything i you use it all yeah. of my language is around the word disability because that's is the is there a, a sort of like majority of the community that that feel like the word disability is is not a positive one there are some there i I wouldn't say it's a majority but but i think it's hard when you're also running organizations around disability typically they're run by non-disabled people who mean super well Mm. and who want to help but have no idea about disability politics Mm. or inter 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 like politics within that community so it's like I was looking at the I was looking at the um, a CP center in the states yesterday trying to get a talk and I was looking at their marketing and none of it had disability. It's like overcome all these things and I was like, why are we teaching disabled people that they have to overcome anything? Why can't they just live as a disabled person? The end. Mm. Like I'm never going to overcome my chair. It, I'm never going to. Never. It's I need my chair. My chair is a source of freedom and empowerment mm. for me. So why are we telling? Especially young disabled people who might just be starting out mm-hmm. in this community and looking for a community to overcome anything. Why aren't we telling them to not necessarily embrace disability? Because I think that's hard to do, but embrace the realism of it or, so, yeah. or accept it. You yeah, know, at because least accept it. There's and, a lot of. Um, I think there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of power in in going. Okay, I'm going to accept. I accept this. Like you said, I'm never going to overcome my chair. Like the the sooner that you come to terms with that the more the more power brain power you can use to do the things that you you can look towards and work at yeah you know like you're not if it, why waste your time if you if if it's if it's you know more or less set in stone that that's not something you're going to be able to achieve yeah. and i mean that's a, it's a daily struggle to and i don't want to say struggle but it does take again emotional labor to to like i'm going to accept it today because some days disability sucks balls and it's like and that's what I talk about in the work I do. I talk about the days where it sucks. I'll, Facebook, I'll do a whole big Facebook post or Twitter thread about it sucks today because of blah, blah, blah. And I'll lay it out because people need to know what that feels like. Mm. We so often talk about disability in this abstract sense. 
we don't often talk about what does being disabled feel like today. Mm. And so my work really hinges on, let's get into that. Let's really get into the emotionality of how this feels. Oh, it feels shitty? Great. Tell me why. Oh, you're feeling happy about it today? Awesome. Tell me why. Mm. Bring me into that experience for real instead of giving me just an abstract, like, outside view of what we're talking about, mm. which typically we tend to do with disability, I think. But if you really get into it, you can start to see why disabled people do what they do, why they say what they say, what it really feels like, and then we can have a real honest conversation. Mm-hmm. I think we're afraid to get too deep into disability because, like, that's too scary for people. That's yeah. too real. And, and mm-hmm. for many of us, we don't have a, I don't have a choice but to be real with you. What's your, um, what was your, what, what was your, uh, what brought you into this, <laughs> this kind of work, this advocacy <laughs> And, you know, like, what was your, what was going to school like? What was growing up and, 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 and living with CP as a, as a, as a, as a young person, as a adolescent? Um, adolescence for everybody's hard. Adolescence when you're coming out as queer and you're disabled. Jesus. And you yeah. don't, like, you don't have a ton of friends. I've always been a bit of a loner. I'm, I still am kind of a loner. I, I've, I'm embracing that now versus like worrying about it, but I never. I wasn't the most popular kid. I didn't have a lot. Of, I wasn't super like. I didn't have a lot of friends around me. High school was a bitch. Um, <laughs> just because I. Was, oh, sorry. I thought you said in high school I was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, like, I was a bit of a bitch. <laughs> I was a bit of a. I was. Uh. So, but it was. You know, I was. I came out at fifteen. Um, I. I didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't super like. I, I kept my head down and did my work. Um, I was friends with the guy who took me to the bathroom. He was my buddy, and we we actually got a really, we had a really great bond over the four years I was there. But my peers, I didn't, they didn't know how to to talk to me. It was mm. like I didn't get invited to like the parties. I didn't get invited to all these things. Even now, I'm 33, and I I still don't like I don't go to the gay village and get invited to all these things that I. So I, I've always kind of felt like it's funny. We were talking earlier about Stranger Things, and <laughs> I watched the full. Season two, no spoilers. Jesus, you, you just plowed right through it. I was, dude, it's the best show fucking ever. Yeah, it's so um, good. So I, I watched it, and you know, those kids are outcasts. When I was, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that's how I felt. And mm. even even now, like that feeling of like, I don't really feel like I fit in here, but I'm gonna watch from the sidelines. Um, and so when I started doing this work, I had gone to, I had gone to. Carlton in Ottawa and did ten years of schooling in law and disability, thinking I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm gonna like law and order that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Mm. And then my I started learning about disability and being like, oh, I don't want to do disability law though. I'd like to do something different entirely. Um, and I realized that I wanted to connect queerness and disability together. And, I, and so then when I finished school and got my master's, I started calling places being like hey i want to be a counselor or an advocate how do i do that and they're like yeah there's no job for that but we can get you a burger job and i was like i don't want to flip bread yeah no what was your what was your what was your education i did a master's of legal studies at carlton and then and before that a ba okay so my whole education was law but i i just wanted to do i wanted to do advocacy work and then when i had when i was done my 10 years of school I finished and I got out in the world and I started calling places being like, Hey, this is what I'm qualified to do. Like, can we create a position for me in this? And they were like, Nope, that's not a real job. That's a hobby. They're like, do that as a hobby, Mm. but that's not a real, 
a real job. So I got depressed again. Being like, well, I just spent all, thousands of dollars on education, and I what? So then I decided one day I was looking for dick online, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, Tell me about right? it. Right. And so I'm sure your wife loves to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he, he doesn't she, do it online. She would love to know that if that was the case. She would be. A big fan. He usually just asks Taylor. He's yeah. the easiest <laughs> there. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking about accessibility. Yeah. 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 Taylor's dick. Yeah. Accessible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Super accessible. Uh. So um, I was just looking for dick, and then I couldn't find it. And so I... I was I emailed Where's the dick? Yeah, I was yeah. looking for dick, couldn't find it, but stumbled across this amazing job. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I created it for myself. I started emailing magazines in Toronto saying, have you had anybody, like queer magazines, and saying, have you had anybody with a disability on your cover? Have you had anybody with a disability as, you know, write stuff for you? Nice. And they said no. And they said, do you want us to send a photographer over to your house and take some pictures for our monthly cover person. I was like, all right, great. Sure. Like, wow. All right. So within two hours, this photo guy was in my house mm. being like, take off your shirt. I'm going to take photos of you. So oh, I'd never, fuck. I'd never done that. It's like, all right. So you I did like, it. You have to take it off for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's, that's literally it. what I said. So and uh, just, you see this sling here? I just uh, help me in there. And, I mean, uh, like, oh, you oops, I'm in my bed in the dead turtle position. Oh, wow. <laughs> what happens now? <laughs> so, so, you see how hard my dick is? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you better tell me right now you fucked that photographer. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Trying to be his friend. Right, that's right. Professional. Um and so then after that, after I got the cover story, I emailed HuffPo. I tweeted the guy from HuffPo, the queer voices section. Yeah. And said, I want to write something about disability. Can can I pitch you ideas? He was like, sure, send me two or three, and we'll set up a profile for you, and then we'll see. So he, he liked what I wrote, and was like, we'll give you a platform, and so write a few more. And so then I didn't have a title, didn't know what I was doing, had no idea. And then I just said, okay, I'm going to go on Vistaprint and, and print off like cards that say Andrew Morris, like at the time it was Morris and Gerza, but Andrew Gerza, Disability Awareness Consultant, and... I kind of made that. I, I thought I made that term up. I stole it from somebody mm. um, because awareness for me was not about accessibility, and all the other people that were using that term attached it to accessibility. Where I was like, no, I want to talk about emotional awareness and disability in a whole different way. So I co-opted the term, put it on a business card, put my number and my email on the card, and said, okay, here I am. This is my profession now. And I have people who would see my card and go, that's not a job. What is? What is this? And I'd be like, but it is a job. I'm a freelancer. I made it myself. Like, this is what I do now. And I started contacting schools and universities and saying, okay, I want to, I'm, I'll do a talk in your classroom or I'll do a lecture for you. And so it really was a self-taught, like, I need to make, find a way to monetize this yeah. and make money. And I didn't know what the fuck to charge at the beginning. I had no idea, like, what I'm worth. I still am so negotiable because I'm like, all right, whatever, sure, I'll do it. But, mm-hmm. but it was like, I need to find a way to prove to you that I can make this my job. And now I've been all over North America being asked to speak. Dude, fuck yeah. Dude, you're a true thought, thought entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were at TEDx Toronto this weekend and uh, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of thought influencers thought and leaders. Uh, thought leaders. leaders. The, word, the word thought came up a thought lot. Manipulators. Thought manipulators. Thought expeditionists. Thought adventurers. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like really thought adventurists. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, but, but these it's, guys are really you know, beating it to death. It's super <laughs> fucking know, annoying the, now. The, 
the thing that I, I, I really admire and respect about that is, is like your, you're not sitting around waiting for an opportunity to come to you. You're Making you're going it. out and, and creating that opportunity for yourself yeah. because it's the people who, who sit around and, and say like, Oh geez, I just wish there was an opportunity that would come. I to wish me somebody else could make a job yeah. For, yeah. for me. Yeah. Such yeah. a millennial yeah. thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I'd way more. I'd way rather 1980s this shit and just fucking take the bull you know by the horns. And the, yeah. But the other thing is, is the that iron actually, bull. Yeah, the iron bull by the, the iron bull like it, by his horn. I think that wow. <laughs> by wow. his singular horn. <laughs> I think wow. a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, uh, will tend to lean more towards stability and and like especially spending so much time in in school and getting an education and feeling like you have to get a career that reflects what you you studied um people will just jump into a job that pays them steady money and then you know buy a house and And I did that. I mean, yeah. I was when I was in school, I was a Oops. I mean, I was a telecommunications company person. We'll cut that. <laughs> yeah, we, we can cut that out. For, um for years, and I did the nine-to-five job, and I realized that, that was not something that I wanted to ever do. Yeah. Um, and I still don't want... People have said, oh, Andrew, get an agent. Like, they'll help you get further. And I'm always like, no, I, I got this. Like I, uh, like, I like the fact that I can say I am a disabled person in a position of power because I run my own shit. Like, that's yeah. really important yeah. to me because typically when disabled people get jobs, it's somebody got it, somebody helped them get it, an yeah. agency helped them get it, and now they're working like a work disability program and it's like that's great but i want to do it myself Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really proud of what i built with having no real experience so just to to kind of tie this up um a a question that we ask a lot of the the guests that come on the show um it's a two-parter the first one is what would you say you your cerebral palsy has uh taken away from you Masturbation. Uh, uh, you know what? Actually, before you go any further into that, are, are you using like a like a flashlight now? Like, well, how are you? How are you? How are you jerking it? You got it. I'm not. I'm like, hey, person, want to go over and help with this? Oh, okay, like, all right. So you're just relying on the 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 uh, the kindness, the of kindness strangers. of others. Yeah, of strangers <laughs> to come over and do it. Okay, yeah. cool, dude. Uh, would you I, ever get? Would you ever get like a pocket pussy or something? It's too. It's because again, because or I guess the, a pocket butthole because of. The, <laughs> Because of the dexterity of my hands, it's, it's hard. still hard to do. Yeah, right. it's hard okay. to do. Okay. Um, so, sorry. What did it? What did it uh, take away from you aside from the ability well, to jerk off? Jerk it off, and then, um, and then, uh, just I mean, there's stuff that I want to like. Traveling with a disability is hard. Mm. Um, going to parties is hard. Like the easy access to this, especially being queer. Like there are so many places that I want to go that I can't because I'm disabled. Mm. What would you say that your cerebral palsy has given you? A job, quite frankly, work, um, a different outlook on life that isn't negative or positive. I don't want to, I don't want to pretend like being disabled every day is a great adventure. I love yeah. That's just bullshit. That's not true. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, that's just not true. It's given me insight to tell the truth about disability. My truth about disability in a way that some people like and some people don't like. And I, I'm, I'm ballsy and I'm, and I like that. I like mm. that I'm able to just say what it is. And I'm, 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 my mom and I were talking the other day and she's like, she's like, go on the internet and look up positivity stuff. And I, I said, I said, okay, mom, yeah, I will. And then after we were done, I hung up the phone and I thought about it and I just thought, well, what if, what if like, 
And I was also talking to somebody the other day about sex positivity too. And I said, why does it have to be, why does positivity have to be in the word? Why can't we look at realism? Why can't we just mm. talk about what's really happening? Some days are great and I'm happy. And some days are... Some days fucking suck. Are, yeah, shitty, but I'm still happy. Like, why... It's not about being positive all the time. It's about telling your truth. And my disabilities allow me to do that. Amazing. Sweet. That's fucking perfect. Dude, uh, Andrew, thank you so much. It was so, it was so fun. This so, has been really fun. So chill. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we had a really good time. We're glad that we were able to make this happen finally. So glad to do it. So yeah. excited. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another fascinating episode. As always. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Hit the subscribe button. It uh, is a, a, a huge help. It's like the us. most important thing. It's one of the most important yeah. things. And then another really important thing is uh, we, we always love your support. And you can do that. On Patreon. Totally mm. killing it on Patreon right now. Like the last uh, last few weeks. Uh, since the documentary uh, came out, there, we've yeah. had a lot of support. And we want to keep that rolling. www.patreon.com slash sickboy in case you were wondering. In case you were wondering. Patreon.com slash sickboy. That's www.patreon.com. Patreon.com slash sickboy. And we're close to our second goal there, so we, we might are. be coming to another city uh, sometime yeah. soon. And we're in Toronto right now, and uh, everybody on Patreon, you allow us to do that. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to Take Part in This. Uh, take Part. Takepartinthis.com. Uh, I just messed that whole thing up. But That's okay. The band that they're a band. This, they're called the, Take the Part. The band that made some music in this show is Yeah, take use part. the Google. And, use the Google. Uh, use the Google, and you can find... Find their website, takepartinthis.bandcamp.com, and you can check out some other cool songs there. Uh, also, a big shout-out to Antica Productions for the sweet space that we're recording in here in, in Toronto, a division of E1. Thank you so much, Antica. And we love being part of the Antica Podcast Network. Do we ever. Awesome. And also, Donovan Morgan, we just love you so much uh, for the beautiful... Sound design. Yeah, you so know great. what's uh, really fun? I was talking to Donovan the other day, and he's got severe sleep apnea. He had to get m- one of those machines. Oh, oh. CPAP. Yeah, I know. Oh. So, yeah, I know. So we're going to have Donovan on the show talking about that. Really? Yeah. Yes. And, dude, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be such a fun time. I find it ironic that when you have sleep apnea, you have to get a huge machine <laughs> that just is like a it's, generator. It's huge. And generator. you have to go to sleep with it yeah. on. Well, I think I might need one of those. Well, yeah, I we might have, might need one of those. We, we dude, you have a generator it. on already. It's called your fucking nostrils. Yeah, yeah dude, you, you are like loud. a bear. I know, but doesn't that mean that I might, it might have it sleep might. apnea? And I may we'll find out when we talk to Donovan. I pretty much have everything that our guests do on this podcast. Brian now thinks he has cerebral palsy. Uh, (laughs) We love you all. Until next week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.